Dead Room Comedy. Dead Room. Dead Room Comedy. Comedy. I don't know if that's ever going to work for you, but. I like it. Right here. You know what? Wait. Okay. I'm gonna stop this recording. Oh, you're you're recording. All right. Um, Just let me know when you're ready. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is fine. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Good. Awesome. <coughs> Crisp audio. <coughs> we got the crisp audio. We got the headphones on. I like that you cough right into the microphone every time. I listen. Everyone complains about me coughing, uh, but they're, that's ableist of them. So I wouldn't call it ableist of them. I think uh, no common courtesy. Are you unable to turn or hold that's true. the mic? That's true. You know, because you are able to, uh-huh. or. Uh-huh. You know, some common cough practices that we've kind of developed as a society. Well, I need to, um, I think I need to kind of like re-update on all of my manners. <coughs> Look at that. Fi- I, pu- I, I that covered was, my was mouth. Nice. Oh, know, okay, was, okay, was, okay, nice. good, good, good. Th- I will say, though, this is the laziest attempt to cover a cough. That is true. You know, everyone's like, Because there's, there's like absolutely zero, I mean, it can just go, <laughs> you know, both directions, <laughs> left to right. Yeah. <coughs> That's a, that's a better one. That's a better one. <coughs> but like, <coughs> but like, like an effective. <coughs> you're just kind of putting it near there. I know, it's and it's uh, that doesn't do anything. I know it's mostly to uh, you know uh, kind of mentally calm people. Yeah, or, yeah. It's kind of to uh, it's like an ad gesture. Yeah. Oh, look, really... I'll make an effort. Right. Right. Exactly. But really. Really, I think that the shirt is probably the most effective if we're talking about like yeah, because it is you know the CDC said uh, cloth, cloth masks aren't uh, effective, but no. it's better than nothing. It's so. better than absolutely better than in nothing. this together. Yeah, um, we should explain uh, everyone else's. Um, the other members of Dead Room are not present, nor will they be showing up. Correct. It is just a Jeff and JJ podcast. A Jeff and Jacob podcast. Correct. A lot of people get confused when I say, "Hey, oh, it's JJ," or "JJ's coming." They're like, "Who's?" Oh, really? Yeah, that's a that's a, that's really internal language. Yeah, that's funny. I've always um, I people always ask me like what um, what the, you know what I want to be called, and I usually just say Jacob. As I've gotten older, I just said Jacob. But you know, within the groups of friends, it's JJ. It's sort of uh, sort of a little Easter egg about my life. Yeah. Uh, do you, you? But you never lead with JJ. You just kind of let. I just let people, yeah, I say Jacob, and then, uh, you know, they ha- they hear JJ organically yeah. like in conversation, and so that's kind of like, a, you know, people who subliminally pick up on that cue, the intelligent people, um, refer to me as JJ. So someone that starts calling you JJ, you're like, oh, that's someone that's kind of picked up on who I am, who's important right. to me, how, how, I, how I am, you know, what kind of language I'm receptive to. Right, right. I have two lists of people. Mentally okay. in my head. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to go in depth into who's on what list, but there's two of them. It's like the public versus close friends feature on Instagram. Right, exactly. Yeah, your close friends call you JJ. Yeah, or just, you know, intelligent. Mm-hmm. Or intelligent friends. Yeah. 
Do you, any, do you have anyone close to you that's not intelligent that you still keep around? <coughs> you don't seem like that kind of person that you'd be. No. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah the, the Venn diagram for close and intelligent friends is pretty, um, pretty close together. It's like a full circle. Yeah. I could say the only, the only like genuinely, <coughs> genuinely unintelligent people I've seen you associate with are people that you're willing to sleep with. Oh, that's <laughs> subtle roast. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think you've there's been some people in our apartment that you're, you know, the intentions are that you'll end up in your room together. And right, that's right, clear, right. And they haven't been the brightest bulbs. It's, it, I feel like it's one person. Is it that, is. It's, it's well, one person. It's specifically okay. one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to clump all of them into, <laughs> you know, all of them into one group. Um, you know, because, like, I have some ex-girlfriends and some uh, girls that I know who are definitely on that close friends list. Of this, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, of my mental close friends list. Of their intelligent and, you know, yeah, yeah. I actually have three lists now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is it? No, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, no, I understand. Um, you know, same with you. I feel like you have, uh, you know, if we're talking about girls, like you're, uh, you have a track record of, uh, I don't, I don't know how to put it. Well, I'll try. I would, um, I sure would you have to try to put it. You have a track record of, um, per people, uh, who do not fit necessarily into the ordinary category. Right. Um, I don't know how to put this, people by the way. People who don't fit in the ordinary <coughs> Because I feel like some some of the people, some of the girls that I might be talking about might listen to this. So I don't know. I just, it's been interesting being your roommate because I've seen kind of like the cycles of uh, uh-huh. Jeff. You know what I mean? Like I remember, I remember right when I met you, I met you for, I knew you for like two weeks. Uh-huh. And then you started dating somebody okay. in Denver. Not yeah. gonna, um, yeah, yeah, we're not going to yeah, say anything, yeah. but. Um, it was interesting because I was like, oh shit, like I just caught him like right before, you know, he got into a relationship and, you know, you seem like infatuated with that person and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then you kind of like distanced yourself from like, uh, I feel like, like at least the dead room boys for a little bit. There was a period where I was doing less comedy and I was allowing myself to get distracted by. Right. By people. Sex. Yeah. By sex. And, uh, and then obviously that ended in a a flaming, horrible dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but it was interesting. I was like, oh, that's, you know, Jeff's experience. Um, you know, and then I've, I've seen like, uh, multiple iterations of it. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. I'm not saying it's, you know, necessarily good. You're a romantic. Absolutely. And it's, uh, I like being uh, roommates with you because it's, it's interesting to see. You just keep seeing a flower bloom. Right. And exactly. Up and bloom again. It's like every, it's like seasonal. You know what I mean? Like it, it, and it lasts for about a season usually like a couple months. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I genuinely don't think you have a lot of hope for my love life. <laughs> no, I no, I do I, because I can see how passionate you get for people, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that energy would be wasted on. I, I don't think that I don't think that you'll end up not finding a person forever to enjoy that energy. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, but man, I just I love you seeing you spray it everywhere, just indiscriminately. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, I would say the my latest uh, blooming has led me into a place where I can just spread it. You know, that's, and that's and and I I don't have to just like throw it all into one flower. You know, one, right, one right. Pot. And that's nice because I think I have a natural inclination to you know bloom and spread my seed. Right, right, uh, exactly. Metaphorically, of course. Yeah, you've been busting your seed. Um, well, yeah, 
but uh, it's been you know it's been interesting. Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad that you're you're able to have that experience with uh, one person that allows you to be with multiple people. Yes, specifically, yeah, yeah, polyamory. Yeah, is the is the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very new to me. Yeah, but I think it fits the mo of like, well, I don't have to invest everything in one person, and I don't need every, I don't need someone to invest all of their shit in me. Yeah, which yeah, which is what I was looking for, and it's unrealistic. What do you mean it's unrealistic? For someone for I think for someone to like. To pour pour their whole self into me, I'm a, like a very oh like I'm a very if 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 I think all your attention is on the table, I will want that. Like I'll interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very you know I I don't know what it's a little narcissistic, little Leo-y of me, whatever. Do but you it, get like uh, possessive? I, in the past, I I think so. I uh-huh. think I would allow. My, I I think I would. Um, you know, because I'm in a new thing now with my new relationship where, where instead of, like, feeling jealous, not instead of feeling jealous, but, like, when I feel jealous, uh, allowing that to fester and, like, influence my decisions and uh-huh. whatever, knowing that, that jealousy is going to be a part of this new dynamic, right. naming it, and right. then, like, talking about it and communicating it, and then all of a sudden its power disappears and all of a sudden, like... Wow, it's, interesting. It's very nice. It's very nice. So I think... I think... Um, in the past, allowing jealousy to fester would be what then leads me down the road of wanting to be possessive or, mm-hmm. or acting possessive. Right, and right. And have less of that. But if you just address the feeling with that person and you're transparent about it... Yes. It, it goes away. It goes away. Interesting. Yeah. It, wow. At, at least so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a very like, oh, you did this with someone? Well, it makes me feel like my stomach's f- spilling into the rest of my body... And I feel very nervous right now. And all of a sudden, once you start saying that, you're like, oh, that's silly. Uh-huh. I'm letting two people having a... Because at the end of the day, like when... So, like, specifically, like, she... Uh, my partner told, told me that she made out with someone the night before. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, like, when I heard that on FaceTime, I was like... You got angry. What? You know? And it's ultimately me, you know... Me wanting to be there, me wanting to be that person, right? But then uh, once you so once you name that emotion, like oh, this is making me feel like like fucking like on fire, right? I'm gonna be honest, baby, I feel on fire right now. Let's talk about it. And she's like, okay, why do you feel that? And then when when you're asked why do you feel that way, and then I start to logically think, okay, well, the expectations going into this relationship and dynamic would would naturally lead here to making out with someone else, right? And okay, well, what 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 was that? It's oh, it's her feeling a genuine connection with someone at night and pursuing that. Like I've been in that moment where all of a sudden you're making eyes with someone and then you're standing close to each other and you're and you're laughing and the people around and you realize like the people around you even get it. You know that moment where you're like you're flirting with someone and the people are like, yeah, oh shit, this is not my conversation anymore. Right, they walk away and it's like so like all those beautiful little like night of moments. That then lead to like you being in the parking lot, and then knowing that our poly, you know polyamory and then our openness and communication allows for us to then take that next step and not feel guilty about it. Interesting. It's like it, it, you know once I once I logically think about that, I'm like, oh shit, <clears throat> my the my favorite person who's I'm in a relationship with, which is why I'm in a relationship with this person because because she's becoming my favorite person. She had a beautiful experience last night. That's that's exciting. That's dope. I can like, and then all of a sudden, and then I realize I'm like, oh, I'm freed up for these beautiful moments in my life. 
And that's I'm, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because it feels from the outside perspective, I guess it's just from like the 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 way society has taught me is just like it it sounds weird to just like let another person that you're emotionally involved in, sexually involved in, just like do that with another person. Yeah. And it it, it kind of seems like culty, you know yes. what I mean? Where yep. it's like, oh, all love or whatever, but Right, no, definitely. I get that. No, but it may, I mean, it makes sense. And it's probably like the most healthy and secure way to deal with those emotions because I feel like those emotions would start regardless, uh, even if you truly loved a person and you wanted to be just with them or whatever. You yeah. Know, like we're human beings. Yeah. And we have connections with other human beings. Yes. Yeah. And then it's, and then it's inevitable because I've just kept having connections and stuff. And I think like... Uh, to like talk about like the last couple of years since since that first when I first met you whatever mm-hmm. that that's when I first started like really meditating and clinging to sobriety right, right and yeah getting healthy and stuff like that and I just, and so specifically with my last significant relationship last year where I was like bought a ring blah 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 right that was that was I made a joke like I was like oh that was like the last attempt to like you know be in a relationship that I knew would make my parents happy where they uh were old friends and the, I know her family she's blah 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 and I could just fit in that box um what I really think that is is that was like like this polyamory and whatever it's like an extension it's a natural extension for me of of all I've learned and all I've clung to with meditating mm-hmm. and all that shit which is like you know, we're all one. And what is consciousness? It's just like we're consciousness is constantly meeting itself and, and, and things of that nature. And so like when you start reframing your approach to reality that way, um, but then I was still, I was, so I reframed my approach to reality while, while simultaneously, um, falling back on my old dynamic of relationships. Mm-hmm. Which was in that 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 pre existing framing of reality, which is like kind of egos driven, right, and, right, and, and uh, you know what's the f- I got to make the most of time and yeah, relationships making the most of time and creating more, you know, whatever. And so, uh, oh fuck, um, this is not working. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so it's just been like a natural like I'm like oh once once I met Bianca and I had these whole new experiences and and this whole new like definition of like what our relationship could look, look like I was like oh shit this makes a lot of sense and 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 I don't feel like I'm I have to be someone else in my relationship mode and then I have to like comedy mode Jeff mode right. I feel all I feel the same person in my relationship that I am on <coughs> stage that I am here that I you know yeah and so it's been just like that the continuity of existence that's interesting yeah wow. See, it's like the total opposite for me. Like I could not, <laughs> I could not even imagine being in like, at least at this point in my life, like one relationship. Yeah. I don't know. It's like for the past like couple of years, like since I really started comedy, my like interest in having like any sort of relationship like went down. And then obviously during quarantine, like I was in a relationship, but it was like, cause comedy dropped off. Yeah. I actually read that fucking birthday book right there. Yeah. I reread it last night or two nights ago. And they say, it says in my book that uh, the people who are born on my day either are very community and family oriented and driven yeah. or like solely uh, focused on their craft and yeah. what they do and specializing in that. And I definitely think I'm in that category because I've never, I mean, like, obviously, like, I, you know, I have, uh, you know, I've felt feelings towards women or whatever, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it seems like more difficult for me you know yeah. what i mean i don't know yeah um just because you love your craft yeah and there's not really anyone 
I mean, there's like obviously like it would it it would be nice to have a person and and you know uh, invest time and whatever into a relationship, but it's not at least at this point in my life, it's like of no interest to yeah. me. Yeah, like I I want to develop connections with like you know people I'm attracted to and whatever, um, and I want to have you know uh, obviously like relationships to a certain extent, but in general, yeah, it's like mostly I'm focused on comedy and work. Yeah. Well, then, that, to me, that sounds like you're going to find someone that is right that, that natural that sees you for where you are, which is someone that's prioritizing the work over everything else, which is what I am. Right, right. And I have saw someone who values that in me. Yeah, They're like yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I like this person, and they know that's why they like me, and so they would never do anything to get in the way of it. Right, exactly. And right now, yeah, and so but, but like seems where you're at, you haven't ha- you haven't met someone that. Uh, well, I've I've had like relationships in the past that have met that criteria, but they either ended or. Yeah, well, they ended. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think, because um, I think we've talked about this, where it's like I would definitely be in a relationship with somebody who is, like, on the same level of independent and. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have talked about that. Right. Yeah. So you'd say you're definitely open, but you're just not looking. Like, you're open to. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm definitely know. open, but I'm not, yeah, actively looking. Yeah. You know. And because you know your craft is your priority. Then that kind of sets the bar high for whoever thinks they're coming along. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They got to be cuckoo bananas. They got to be absolutely cuckoo bananas. They have to have zero marbles, dude. All of their marbles. Could you date someone that's not on TikTok? TikTok? (laughs) Never. Only TikTok (laughs) superstars for me. Like someone that doesn't, like, I feel, I don't, like, I don't know who the exam I don't know like you know how like Andy Hamilton's in a relationship with someone I know nothing about I don't think she has like an Instagram but could you be with a relationship with someone who has no presence and like no Um, I don't like well it depends on the person obviously but I mean I could see it going either way like me like almost like hibernating with that person and then coming out and having a, a completely separate life um I don't know I mean it would probably be the first one, actually, because I feel like like if I was like looking for someone who was independent, they would have their own social life. I would have my own social life. We yeah. would, and you know, it would just be, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I could see uh, Jacob dating a girl that has no social media presence because she's been banned from everything. I could see that saying for sure. some wild stuff. That is true. That would. I mean, look at the way your eyes are lighting up. You're like, that's that sounds hot, <laughs> dude. That girl that I showed you the other day, her snapped. Dude, oh, yeah. I showed Evan. I showed uh, Jeff this dude. girl that I know. Um, I don't even. I could literally say her name. She probably wouldn't give a fuck. She's actually like really funny and like cool, uh, but she's like batshit insane and. Um, she just makes like multiple Instagram accounts and stalks her fucking ex boyfriend and shit. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, for some reason, that behavior is attractive to me in certain situations. You want to be chased. No, not even that. <laughs> Just, like, batshit insane behavior. Like, like that's super attractive to me. Like, shaving eyebrows or just, like, doing crazy shit. You the, know what I mean? What's, what's, I think it's what's attractive to you, maybe, is the owning of it. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly what, and it's the, it's the confidence. Like, I saw on TikTok, I saw a girl who had just, like, they were actually pretty dope face tats, but it was just, like, this, like, pattern that, like, went down her forehead and her side. And I'm like, that's sick that you, like, just committed to that. Yeah. Like, even if, like, you don't like the design or whatever, you can't deny that that takes a lot of commitment and confidence. 
Because ultimately, you think you're so cuckoo bananas that you need someone like that to right. commit to your cuckoo. Right, bananas. right, exactly. That's their like. I'm I'm judging them purely based on their physical uh, looks. Yeah, they can they can commit to their own insanity, so they can commit to you, right, an right. insane person. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a perfect <laughs> definition. That is your type. Right, exactly. But I don't attract those types of girls. Girl which, who is in who is Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> love me right exactly well yeah because she's capable of loving l ron hubbard exactly it's like literally but those are not usually the types of girls that i attract i attract like very you know i mean they're nice girls or whatever but they're just like lukewarm hey i'm yeah. a liberal you know blah 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 whatever it's just like boring yeah and i need somebody and it's like not even like i have like a dominatrix thing or whatever it's just you know, I want somebody to fucking light garbage cans on fire with. Or yeah, some you're shit like very that. your your sense of humor is like insane out there and in line with their views. Mm-hmm. And you're a pretty face to look at. Deliver it more prettier than like because I think you and Corey Cooley say the same thing, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> but he, you're TikTok famous, <laughs> right? Exactly. So. I think then they're all like, oh, that's someone I could take home. Right. And it's like a, it's like an experiment for them almost. Or it's yeah. almost like, uh, oh, look at this like edgy kid edgy or whatever. Kid. He's got a nose ring right, and right. likes 4chan. Yeah, exactly. But eventually he'll he'll go to puppy class with me. You know, so Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, I can change him or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, no, literally fucking, you know, I am who I am. Yeah. Well, this does lead me into uh, a good seg- a good transition into the mm-hmm. questions I prepared today. Jacob didn't prepare any. <laughs> uh, so this is just going to be, uh, this was me thinking, oh, we got a, I got a one-on-one with Jacob today. What are five questions that I, you know, either always wondered about Jacob or um, on the spot was curious to know? Uh, number one, what is something you believe but others don't, and that secretly makes you think everyone around you is a fucking idiot? Mm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Shit, what do I believe that everyone else around me doesn't? Um, and so it, that just feeds your sense My of, ego, yeah. almost. Fucking idiots. Um, it's, it's Honestly, it could be relationships and love. Yeah. Like, because it seems like everyone else is having a super easy time and they're just like, and like, not obviously you, but like there's people, well, you at certain times, that get together, <laughs> that get together with people who are not great for them and they do it out of comfort or whatever. Yeah. And so like when I see that, you know, uh, I'm just like weak, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, seriously. Um. But, you know, other than that, uh, I don't know, fucking like Rihanna or whatever. She's a pretty overhyped. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So you think people looking for love <laughs> are lost. <laughs> Broken, traumatic, traumatized people just looking for another genuine human connection. My goodness. Are weak. I mean, you know. Kidding. Love makes you feel weak. It does. It you does. Know, it not, does. Yeah. What you're. I mean, I'm. I. You know. I laugh at what you're saying because I'm like, how preposterous. But also, I'm like, you know, I'm still out here trying. Maybe I'm a fucking idiot. No. 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 If you have the capabilities, do it. Speaking of, um, well, this is. You know, this is actually a, a great lead-in into question too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, because your parents are still together. Yep. So you have in your mind, you know, like. 
I think I, I've thought I want a long-term relationship because I see my parents and the benefits of one. You know, I see them living in the wake of make of those good decisions over a lifetime. Yeah. Um, and so you, you know, you have parents that are in a relationship, but you're not pursuing one. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, question number two uh, was, uh, who would you be more sad about dying, <laughs> Sam or Carol Jones? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, that's a funny question. How, what a what a nice question. Um, I would probably would you? Re- can I just say which one I would rather fuck? You know? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I think I want to know who would you be more sad if they died. Uh I would have to say my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just because I'm a mama's boy. Um, but you know, like my dad died. Like he's the rock of the family. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. And he's like a majority, like he I, deals with most of the finances and shit like that. And then, you know, I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. I don't know if fucking, but well, probably my sister would take over. But yeah, I don't know. My mom. Your mom. Yeah. More sad. Yeah. What about you? I was, I was also going to say my mom. Because <laughs> uh, I think my dad has had a, um, so with his career and stuff changing he's found a new career and then it's and just the way he's like gotten sober and like kind of like opened uh, changes his like approach like politics and all this stuff it's very very nice Mm. i feel like he's in his second life so he's gone through Mm. the transition i think my mom is still in her is 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 still living in the wake of first life Mm. yeah interesting and and hasn't kind of like transition yet and i want i i desperately want that for her and so, like, I would be less sad about my dad because I'm like, I'm, he's already gone through that tremendous growth, and he knows what it what it's like to like take control of life again. I think that's a beautiful thing. Oh, uh, I see. And I want my I want my mom to experience that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, it's yeah, it's almost like, um, yeah, you don't want her to to die in her first life. Yeah, yeah, because I, I my mom. Is still, you know, holds on to a lot of anxiety and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and, and and is still very much in it, especially with the death of her mom last year around this time. So, mm-hmm. um, I think sh- that that could be, is a potentially life changing experience, right? You know, I I don't know if she's had her life changing experience yet. Yeah, it's almost like redemption before yeah. death. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, a little bit of it. <laughs> um, number three. <laughs> Is there something you've seen on the internet but have never talked about with someone? Mm, Jesus Christ. There's There's been so much shit that I've seen on the internet um, where, like, literally, like, I'll get, like, a pit in my stomach and then I'll turn off the computer. Like, that that's happened Ooh. to me multiple times. Like, me. Multiple times. Pit in your stomach. Yeah, where it's just, it's almost like you know when you're like like not falling, but like you know like when uh, like when you get devastating news or uh, you know like literally like somebody yeah. you love dies or whatever. It's that feeling where it's like you know like just gore videos or whatever, where it's just like you see something and it's like so what, fucked up. What is gore video? Gore video is just like essentially any any. Uh, Anything that's like any video that's more than blood. So any explosions or any anybody getting cut in half. Um, it's, I saw it's like a new level of darkness okay. when you stare into that abyss. Yeah, but it's not you even get an uneasy feeling. You speak, right, exactly. Evan's speaking like someone who stared into the abyss. I love uh, videos of like tr- like tragic moment photos right before. 
that I saw one of those today. You love <laughs> the, those moments right before, and you see people hanging out, having fun, and it's like you don't know what's about to happen, dude. I saw I saw a picture today of a father and a we're a all son. in that moment all the time. You never know. Yeah, um, um, there was a picture of a father and a son, and they were posing right next to a car that had a bomb in it, and it was like I think it was in. Uh, I think it was the IRA. Yeah, it was like the an IRA, IRA bomb. bomb. Yeah. And it's a red car. Yeah. It's a super famous. What the fuck? And they never doing? found uh, the boy and the kid, right? No, or they the, actually survived. They, the, they survived. The, the father and the kid survived, but ev literally everybody else in the photo died. But for some reason, there's probably some like block or whatever physics allowed them to not die. But no, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I totally agree with the, uh, the pictures right before something wow. horrible happens. Like, um, and that's just like a like so it's like a genre. Yeah, is this a subreddit? Yeah, well, I would classify that as morbid reality, which is like the it's it's more of like the backstories behind tragic photos. So like there was like a photo of, um, like the, uh, a, a concert, like an upstairs concert. Oh yeah, the building collapses. Mm. Like the photos of right before where everybody's hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. Right before they die. Like two. Like, like, <laughs> Seriously. Like, yeah. Two, like two skyscrapers on a sunny work day. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that feeling that you get when you realize that it's almost like a sense of like longing, you yeah. know, where you're just like, wow, like you can really kind of put yourself in that situation of like, oh, these are just people enjoying their Sunday. Before a fucking, you know, Hellfire missile comes and <laughs> destroys their entire right. family. Yeah. But yeah, and no. Then, I mean, that's interesting because like... I feel like Jeff's already affected by it and he hasn't even watched it. What it, what it, makes, what it makes me think... And this is probably enough of recording. Okay. Um, just for 20 years <clears throat> the video. Um, what it makes me think of is like... Like they didn't... So when you when you because you first described the feeling of like the pit in the stomach, yeah, that's Trump. that's for like really fucked up shit. Yeah, I actually have an answer now, but continue. okay, okay. Well, what it just made me think about was like, um, we know what it's like to like receive news that makes us feel devastated or hear something or learn something that puts a pit in the stomach. But we like, and we know how. So we, we know what that transition's like to feel fine, and then to get a phone call and blah, my yeah. my life has changed forever. But we don't know what it's like for like to huh, and then to be dead forever. Right. So like our projection onto that car bomb or whatever is like they must have this feeling which I go through. Oh, interesting. Which is that oh, that that from good to bad, but for them it's just like good nothing. to nothing. It's almost like our brain trying to compensate for. Like understanding, yeah. Like, a, like, yeah. Because you know how humans, like, if you're not a sociopath, if you see another human in pain or an, a, another animal, right, you get that feeling of like, you know, yes, wanting to help it or whatever. Yeah. So if you see something die, and that like pit, yeah, it's almost like the the brain recreating that or something. Yeah. Do you think there's a party that wants to keep seeing these fucked up images? So you're like, oh, I still. <laughs> I can still I have, find the pit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. It, honestly, <laughs> I mean, the the morbid curiosity is, uh, and it's not. You know, it's it's pretty common. Like, there's a lot yeah. of people who have it. I remember, I the first time I ever like watched anything like that, it was in middle school. My friends showed it to me. It was called DocumentingReality.com, and they just had a bunch of those you know crazy fucking videos and whatever. Uh, and I saw one called the Bjork Stalker, and it was this dude. I think he was in Texas, but he was like very overweight. He was obsessed with Bjork, the singer, like 
like crazy obsessed with her. Yeah. And so he basically, I mean, there's like hours of footage, but they just did a small compilation. It was like, you know, him talking about Bjork and then a day later, like, you know, he blocked off everything in his apartment and, you know, it's like photos of Bjork and he says that we're meant to, you know, they're meant to be together and shit. And then he ends up constructing a bomb, sending it to Bjork in, in hopes of killing her. Yeah. Uh, and then right when he, I think, sends the bomb or whatever, he films a suicide and the suicide is just like, with the, the thing that really, and this is dark, but the thing that really fucked it, fucked me up was that, uh, like he was mentally preparing for it. So he was going, yeah. and then he screamed and then did it. And that was like, Jesus. I know. And I was like 11 or 12. <laughs> and so to like see that and Ugh. like understand that he almost like, since he committed, it was like, he almost had some back thought, but he wanted to go through with it. And it was just like to, to see the visual representation of the mental thinking. And then the suicide was just haunting. Yeah. And so that was when I became who I am today. Yeah. That was, that was like the yeah. turning point. That was like the biggest. And that haunted me for like months. I, I remember like I would like have nightmares and yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Now I watch shit like that all the time and it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Well, I imagine <laughs> as an 11 or 12 year old, like that, that whole feeling of like, and then committing it's yeah. like you on a, a high dive know. you know like it's like you at the top of a roller coaster you're like oh i've done that for fun yeah before. yeah and this is where life leads and i right. jump into a pool but that guy fucking blew his head off yeah literally and uh dude it, yeah it was just like fucking well because w when when you see human emotions like that right before there's like a certain feeling that you get with anything any animal dying uh like you see like the light leave their eyes like i'm sorry that's what it is it's like you see like this it's and it's like i'm not spiritual i'm not religious but like there is like a soul or something that leaves yeah um because the difference between something living and something dead is night and day yeah and to see that in something that looks exactly like you as for like a human changes you <laughs> have you ever seen someone die in real life no thankfully um but i've heard that that's worse I've heard, I, I mean, it was on Reddit, and there was like a, a... I've heard it's a, a bigger high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know what's fucked up? My dad told me one time that him and his friends used to uh, follow fire trucks and, like, ambulances just to see what was going on. Okay. Yeah. So, that's, <laughs> so, that, so that's, like, that, morbid curiosity in the Yeah, in the <laughs> 70s when they didn't have the fucking internet. They would, <laughs> they would go to cardiac arrests and just, like, watch people get, you know, loaded into stretchers. That's so, crazy. You know, I'm so, thankful I live in a day where I can just watch that on the internet. Yeah. Have you seen Nightcrawler, the movie? Mm-mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, you'd like it. He's, oh, okay. he's a news guy that follows shit like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll and definitely like, check that out. Yeah. That'd be a good movie. Like, uh, okay, wow. Nice uh, start conversation <laughs> for dead room comedy. <laughs> Talking about the light leaving eyes. The light leaving the eyes. The light leaving dead eyes. room comedy. <laughs> My God. <laughs> So you'd rather be more sad to see the light leave Carol. <laughs> uh, so we, were, <coughs> we we both have pass uh, with bulimic mm. with bulimia. What's the most? Ex you have a joke about this, but what's the most expensive food item you've thrown up? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> or do you remember like a meal? Uh, yeah. Well, I have a, a couple that <laughs> like stand out. Um, I have two. The first one was uh, in high school. I, we my parents ordered Mellow Mushroom. You know the pizza place. Okay, it's like a yeah, yeah. it's a pizza joint, yeah. and uh, 
we got like two pizzas and then I also got a sub and then we had an appetizer. And so like, uh, we uh, like, yeah. yeah. And so like I was eating a bunch of pizza and then, um, you know, the dinner was over. And then when I came downstairs or I was, uh, you know, I came downstairs, I started eating again and I started eating the sandwich and my dad came down oh, and he, and he goes, yeah, he goes, Oh son, this is why you're so heavy. <sighs> and then he just walks upstairs and then I just, I'm like, I'm like, well. Let him die. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, I'm throwing up tonight. Yeah. And uh, I think I threw up everything. And then I still ate pizza, you know. Like, yeah. it was just fucked up. And then, uh, yeah, I pizza's think. Pizza's a big one, believe me. Yeah, because it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just, yeah, it's like infinite almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and the second one was also pizza, actually. It was, uh, it was actually, I think, in college. It was uh, my sophomore year. Uh, like I, I felt really fat and gross. And so I like, I fasted actually for like 18 hours. Yeah. Um, like almost a self punishment, even though we both do that like normally now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I fasted and then they had pizza and I just gorged myself and then I threw up after that. Yeah. But what about you? The mo- Oh, um, we went out to, we would gorge ourselves, the, the hibachi dinner, uh-huh. this place called Rana Japan and like n- North suburb of Chicago. And you see, you get like vegetables and rice and shrimp, and then your main course and all this shit. Uh-huh. And I would uh, so many times, like the I remember the first time I threw up like lobster. I was like, I can't. <laughs> it's such a nice food, but I was so full. So yeah, there were so many meals. I mean, I was. I think I think we talked about it before. I was doing it kind of like daily. For yeah. Years. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were super into it. Yeah. Was when there- did- was there ever a meal that you would eat specifically because you knew it would be easier? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, the new carbs would come <laughs> up easier. And fries? Carbs would come up easier, like fries and bread and stuff. And it would hurt less on the way out. Yeah. I'm like getting my gas No hot right. about it. Um, it. Yeah, so like less acidic foods. Did you ever, yeah. did you, I would always throw up ice cream. This is, it's kind of gross. If if I only had ice cream in my stomach, I would throw it up and then taste it and then swallow it again. Oh. Is that disgusting? <laughs> I would, as long as it wasn't mixed with other food. But also, like, you know, I, I know that if you, like, drink more liquid, I mean, yeah, it's easier. yeah, just going up and down. Yeah. Yeah, it's already, it's staying in your body. It's staying in your body, you're just tasting it again. You didn't, like, throw it up on the ground and lick No, it no, yeah. I'm not Zambonying it, but it's, you know, it's, like, fucking. No, I'd say that's less. Less gross. Yeah, I'd yeah. say that's, that's a. That's a shared, but still, like I, I, I always remembered, like with, uh, you know, like dairy products and shit. It was a lot easier to throw up. Oh like, yeah, just you know, because you it, drink milk like to like cool heartburn. Right, exactly. Yeah, so and that, so yeah, it's like yeah, something non-acidic coming up. You just throw up ice cream all day. No oh problem. man, it's, yeah, you're exactly. Basically healing the throat. <laughs> it's basically like fucking Nyquil. Yeah, after you throw up a lot of acidic food, you gotta then dry or quill. Yeah. When did you start bulimia? Uh, it's 2010, it's the summer, July 4th. So, how old were you? Uh, it would have been, I would have been like 16. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I started... About to turn 17. Yeah, I think I started like high, like freshman year of high school, maybe. Yeah. But it was still, yeah, it was nowhere near as much as you. I think I was doing it like maybe once a week. I mean, it really just, it was like when I felt really shitty and yeah. fat and gross. yeah. I'd so the problem is with like so I started it after like a three day fast or like a four day fast when I was like feeling like I was like enough's enough I gotta make body changes yeah so I like had a banana a day for three days right I remember you like telling that. me that yeah and so then when I sat down with a family meal on Fourth of July 
and just like ate a normal plate of food that was just, that just overloaded my system. Right. So I went in there and I went to the toilet, threw it up, and so all of a sudden, instead of like, I just instead of like uh, unattached, unique. Um, here's an instance of me feeling shitty. Right. And then um, a release. And so then it's just a periodic shitty response. Right. What it was, was it just became a part of my diet. Right. Because right when you did it, you were like, holy shit. Oh, I'm zero calories for the day again. And 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 I'm not hungry because I've like kind of fucked my stomach. I've sent... I filled my food with stomach, sending signals to the brain that you're full. So you were, and like, I've... focused on, like, the amount of calorie intake. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Isn't that so fucked up? I did that, too. That was, that was like, the beginning of my eating disorder was, like, the... Because it was, like, you would constantly, like, look at yourself in the mirror, and it seemed like like there was nothing that you could do. Oh, right. Like, where it was just, like, where, like, you know, uh, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how, like, how much you work out or run or diet or do... Like, I did so much shit, and the only yeah. thing that truly made me lose weight was Adderall. That was the only thing. Adderall. And Adderall and like a growth spurt at the same time. So it yeah. was like, you know, good. But like, I think I was lucky because, you know, if I wasn't on Adderall, I'd probably still be pretty overweight. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Adderall kind of kicked me over to the other side. And now you can maintain it without Adderall. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, intermittent fasting like fucking changed my life. Yeah, I still want, I, I still think it's to punish ourselves, but <laughs> like, <laughs> but it still feels good. That feels great. Uh, yeah, and yeah, when when I figured, and it's funny because I turned you on intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah. Down, yeah, and it's like I think we had a very similar up because when I see pictures of you as a kid, I'm like, oh, we're oh, the same kind of thickness. Yeah, it's yeah. the exact same body type. Yeah, and so yeah, and there's certain like uh, habits that you have with food that I have, like we're like we'll still binge and shit. You know? Oh yeah, like last night when I got came home and get high, I just ate like six bowls of cereal. I know I, I was supposed to be doing in my fucking intermittent fasting window, yeah. but I was just eating shit to eat shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, for, and then I didn't eat until that burrito when you were walking in there. I haven't eaten all day until then. Yeah. And like on Facetime, Bianca was like, "You look tired," and I'm like, "No, I'm I'm full of caffeine at all." I'm like, oh, I just haven't had my first meal of dinner either. I can. Functional. <laughs> it feels good. Totally it does feel good. Didn't make it to like five forty. Yeah. Or yeah, to do like a full twenty four hour fast. Oh, you're like, yeah. oh hell yeah. 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 It is kind of fucked up to a certain extent, but it's like the most effective. Like mentally, like it's. I don't. Th- is, I don't see it as like a disorder or anything because like mentally, it's like something I can put aside. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not consumed with it or whatever. It's just right. a routine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I wanted with my diet when I was a kid. Yeah, cause I, cause I, I, I really like if I'm eating, it's what I'm thinking about, right? And and like, w- like, or if Elise, like last night at her birthday party, said, yeah, have some of these fries. It, all of a sudden, that is just like I'm gonna stay by these fries until they're gone. Right, right, exactly. And I, and I kind of gotta smash them so I can just move on with my night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if I, if if you, if I know there's fries over here. I can't be standing over there. That's no, seriously. <laughs> it's like fries here. I can have. I've never. I every meal that I've had, and I think that it was also me growing up. My parents and my dad made me like eat. But um, dude, if it's like if I have a meal, if I have a burrito sandwich, whatever, I'm eating every single part of it. Chips, Absolutely. drink, whatever. Yeah. Because uh, it's like I need it to be mentally done before I can move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking. Oh, like, it's gotta be out of sight. Like, <laughs> yeah. What was like. It amazed me the other like I just someone I think they were fry I think they were fries again. <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember oh, last night. It was last night. Swankies, or I'm sure there's another example that you're naming. <laughs> yeah. But like last night, CJ's like, "Oh, my fries are ready." 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a few, and then smoke, and and then come back out here and smoke. And I'm like, oh, what restraint? Do you want me to just go grab them for you, <laughs> so then you can have them out here with you? He's like, no, they'll get cold. But I'm like. Yeah, they'll get cold if you don't eat them right. Like, I was, <laughs> yeah. just, I was just like, I was just like, how can you leave fries in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Go because outside. he's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just, he didn't have no idea. I remember uh, I filmed you at Irish Rover when you were eating fries. And it was literally like one right after another. It was like, there was oh. no stop. It was just like a, it was like a, like an automated machine. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. <laughs> And it's funny because you do it like one by one. Like usually when I get fries, I like clump them up like 10 and then just like dip them and fucking. Yeah. There's like one of my first roommates in college. who's the exact opposite. He was one of those kids that like he would eat like half a slice of pizza or no, he would like order a full pizza, eat like half a slice or like maybe a full slice. And then he would like leave it out and he would just be like, like he would just like leave it out on the plate. And I'm like, that's insane. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. 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 I can't there. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's like everything. Alcohol is the only thing that I've cut out, cut out. Mm-hmm. But like with cigarettes, I only smoke them at night, <coughs> you know, and food I only eat when I'm eating, mm-hmm. you know, and or weed or it's like the same thing. Of like, I'm only going to smoke weed at night and then, I, you just, then you just get fucking high as fuck. Right. You're like, this is weed time. I got to consume as much as it's like a very off on mentality, like yeah. light night and day. Yeah. It's, you know, there's certain people who have that mentality and I, we, I mean, we both have it. Yeah. It can be, I mean, I've, I've felt with that with everything besides um, alcohol recently. Like, it's been easier for me to moderate alcohol. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like almost my entire life with, like, substances, food, even working out and shit. It's like all or nothing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Even love. Even love. Even right, love. exactly. So related back to the beginning. <laughs> I think I had one more question. That was four. On the subject of fries, you ever take the McDonald's... Fry things and turn it upside down. Use the funnel as you're driving. To oh, sh- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't leave crumbs. <laughs> Those are, you do that with everything. Like, even if taste. they have a bag, you still do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For sure if it's a bag. Same mentality with weed. Drugs, mushroom. Oh, um, if you could relive one day, which one and why? Mm, man, that is a good question. Which day? Um, I didn't really think about this recently. I would probably have to say uh, the last day that I was in um, Portugal. I had just finished a like a six week backpacking trip, um, and I was staying at this really cool hostel and. It was like a day filled with activities. I saw, like, I went to a castle, blah, blah, blah. And then the very, like, the the sunset of that day, I, uh, like, somehow found a way to, like, get to the coast. I, like, got on a bus and then a cab and then, you know, I, like, walked and then another cab. And I got to this beach and it was, like, the most beautiful beach and it was, like, the most perfect sunset. Uh, And then I got and went back to the hostel and, like, got pissed drunk. So yeah. it was like one of the best days that I've ever had. So, you, so why would you relive it? <laughs> uh, to experience it again. Yeah. Or probably uh, one of the days where like I had really good sex with one of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> it would be one of those two, one of those two things. But I'd want to be her this time. Because I would want to have sex with it. me. I, I was killing it, obviously. Right, exactly. I would, I, I would only go back to that day if I could kill myself and then have sex. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I was just kind of curious because, like, I a lot of study abroad memories come to mind when I think of reliving days, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, you finding a sunset here in Denver is not unique. Like, you could, find, you could like, go somewhere and watch the sunset. Yeah. So, what, what, like... Well, that was, I mean, that was a pretty unique experience and location. Yeah. Um, and, well, I mean, it was, uh, I, had, I manifested it. That was, like, the big thing was that... Uh, I envisioned that beach and that sunset like uh-huh. six months before when I was like violently depressed. Yeah, and it was like, like it was like the exact same. Like I envisioned it, and then it became reality. And mm. that's like one of my uh, like core experiences with manifestation oh. that uh, like truly make me believe in it. Okay. Yeah. Got, was that was that like your first one? The well, yeah, it, it, it had happened before. I manifested um, getting into Fort Lewis College because yeah. I got denied the first time, which is insane to me. But yeah, um, yeah that that was getting into Fort Lewis was my first exa- my first experience, and then that was like one of the biggest ones, uh, the sunset one. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Even any manifested things. Yeah, just visualizing and like meditating on it, and um, yeah, like the process of becoming a better. It, it was almost like that day was like the final. That was like the peak where I'm like, oh, I've gone from like this horribly anxious, depressed person six months ago to like I've put in work every single day to get to this point. Yeah. And like that was like the pinnacle. Yeah. And it was just all downhill from there. No, I'm just kidding. Right, right. But no, that was like the, you know, it was like uh, endorphins, you know. Do you think, do you think since then you've had as finite of a period of like, of like you yourself taking action and turning it around for you? Or do you, do you think that was the most? Um, oh, you know what I mean. Like from a depressed state, like that. Maybe that's why it's so significant of a day. You want to really like it, it was like such a depressed state to then you taking action as a person. Then boom, you got to this point. And you're like, right? Fuck yeah, I did it. Have you had such a significant swing since then? Yeah. Well, I mean, with comedy, it's very similar. Where it's like it's it's like starting from the bottom. It's yeah. like with the, that idea where you're like at rock bottom, and you know the only way to go is up, and there's like challenges or whatever. And it's the same thing every day with comedy, where it's like yeah. I started in Durango, we were all shit, we yeah. all sucked, and then, you know, I mean, we're, we're fucking doing this, like, yeah. you know, we're getting on huge shows, we know big people, you know, I'm getting TikTok famous, like, it's it's cool. It's fun. It's really cool, and it's, like, cool, like, and it's, uh, uh, so many people focus, and this is so cliche, so many people focus on the end goal, but it yeah. really is, like, the, the most fun that you're gonna have, at least in comedy, yeah. is, like, right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, before it's, like, a real business or whatever. Right. Which I think we're all headed for yes like we're all headed for like real jobs in the industry and like legitimately making a living off this but yeah this is like the you know this is a struggle and it's fun yeah i had heard that years ago and heard it like early last year and then again seeing best stalling and here you know uh, on friday and then just hearing adjacent conversations of her saying oh these are the best days like mm-hmm. uh, I'm, oh you're just open micers uh, like you guys are just local comics, is that what she said not just open micers but like you guys are local comics doing open mics shit local yeah like oh i miss those days like those oh really days. she Absolutely. she did say that oh yeah. wow it was like reiterated again like yeah and you hear that and that's yeah i i love the life i have this year i know quitting costco yeah it's amazing like, yeah I'm, I'm with my favorite people and the people i'm with all the time we're in the we're in this magical moment of being like young enough where our creativity isn't dependent on our finances, right? Yet. And so like we can just be wild with ideas and 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 have, have big dreams and shit. And it's just like it's very rare. Uh, yeah, and it's so fun. Like that's what I like. Whenever I go to an open mic and shit, it's like oh, I'm walking into a room 
where I know 30 people yep. and I'm, I'm on a, ta- you know, talking level basis with all of them. Yeah. And, you know, we're just going to hang out, smoke weed, whatever, talk, shoot the shit. And then we're all going to do time. Yeah. And it's just fun. And as one big living mass organism, of Democratic, that room is ours for the night. Right. Exactly. And it, it's really weird. Like we're like, even with the shit with like Tony P's, it's just right. like, we're all one big like living organism is like a community where it's like we're gonna be okay you know even if there's like fights and stuff it's yeah like, you know we got our shows back and we're gonna like yeah it's 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 a weird uh hive mind it is a hive mind because it is like there's like a party every night yeah at least like a get together every absolutely. night absolutely yeah 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 it is a beautiful thing and yeah i've always been grateful for the uh for the times you know just doing open mics and showcases like locally it's, yeah it's fun it's so much fun I you know uh, my boss is coming to Giordano's tomorrow night. Nice. Yeah, so nice. I gotta not fucking do a new material. No. <laughs> your boss Just is your dad's friend, right? Huh? Your boss is your dad's friend. Yeah. 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 That'll be fun. My boss went to Giordano's. Really? Yeah. yeah I right. saw the coffee shop owner there oh, one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. It's a good show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I th- I think. You should do new material. Yeah, I should do the Sandy Hook. That Sandy Hook is so, so good. <laughs> Dude, that Sandy Hook has been, I think I stopped counting, but it worked really good twice, and then it bombed super hard twice. I think I was at 50-50. Um, I, think, it, I think it's got to be something of your excitement to say. I know, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I have been, I've, I've been having fun saying it, but uh, Alec Flynn, bless his heart, doesn't believe in the joke, but, uh, you know. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. I th- what if he's, I was thinking, I was thinking of a Jarber twist on it. Like, what? where you could, like, find one of their, the survivors' names. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> so you'd be like, hey, guys, did you know I'm like, what's the joke? Uh, I'll, I'll add the tag. Yeah, it's, um, uh, this is how I know I'm getting old. In three years, I will legally be able to date a Sandy Hook survivor. So Katie and I can finally go public. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's the darker punchline. That's funny. That's funny. I've been saying I'm wa- I've been waiting, but that's funnier. So Katie and I can go public. That's so fucked up. I'm not going to. I don't want to use, like, a real girl's name. Oh, my God. Fucking who cares about That's been. That was my question. How were we at minute-wise? Uh, you hit 53. Hell yeah, that's solid. I think that's good. Leave room for our ads. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, cool. I was going to ask. We can cut it out if you want. No? No, no, no. Go what happened it. to the mic last night? Oh, last night? Oh, yeah. Well, it's actually, um, I, I got to check my phone for the latest, but, um, and I won't now. I'll just give, so, like, I was uh, all, you know. I got I got the opportunity through Ben. Ben Kronberg posted generally about it. I was the first comment saying I'll take the lead on this because I wanted a mic, and then I communicated with the venue owner like via Instagram where Ben communicated with us, and then I went to the venue that day like two weeks before last night, and um, was all like you know I just told him what the mic is. We'll have comics sign up at five thirty. They'll be here at six. I'll put it on Eventbrite. Get an audience for you. And then, I, and then, so since doing that, I've done what I've said, like in the pre work leading up to it, and c- communicated all the way, and just gotten little okays, no probs, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Um, one word answering you. Yeah, kind of one word answering me. Um, and in his initial meeting, he did say like he knew Ryan Evans, um, but then I got a call, I got a message from Ryan Evans yesterday before the mic. He's like, "Hey man, can I t- give me a call? Here's my number." And he's like, I don't know if we've ever worked together, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, and so we just talked. And 
he's just like this Ven this guy <coughs> this guy's saying like he uh like I thought I had the show and then all of a sudden I saw on the scene that you're doing all your work to build this room and so I talked to him like well, what's going on there and he said well I'm not paying him the other guy and I'll I'll let him do it for a couple weeks and let uh, you have it. And my understanding was that I was getting paid. Oh, he told Ryan that you wouldn't get paid? That's what he told Ryan. And, and who knows if Ryan misheard him. Okay. You know. It was over the phone? And it was over the phone. It was a phone call with Ryan. So I'm uh-huh. like, okay. I, I, this is all grain of salt. Right. Assumptions. And also, the guy's from Kingston. Like, he's like. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. I mean, yeah. And so I don't know what the. Uh, what the uh, it could have been a miscommunication. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so that's what I genuinely think it is. Because when I was with him. Last, and so then I show up at the venue. So I'm like, okay, thank you, Ryan. Um, I'll go through with the mic. I got, I don't, I'm not getting my expectations of whatever. And I told him, I leave day off. I text him, hey, I'll be there around five to set up. He's like, okay, no problem. And uh, I go up there, I get there at five. There's a party pack. It's the birthday of life celebration for Bob Marley. Again. <laughs> and it's just full of people from Jamaica. And, and it's a Jamaican <laughs> fucking cafe. And so obviously they're going to celebrate the life and death of Bob Marley. Yeah, and I'm walking in there, you know, looking like I look. Um, <laughs> and with a bunch of equipment, I was like, what the fuck? And I finally see Antonio, and he's just like, I'm like, yo, is comedy still happening? We're still doing comedy right now. He's like, yeah. And then he's just gone in the kitchen. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, comedy's still happening. That could mean a lot of different things. Right. And so I just kept trying to get moments alone with him. And he's super busy because this is a new restaurant for him. And, like, it was packed. So, yeah. like, I see, and, and they were listening to music. So, like, I get his mindset as a restaurant owner. He's like, this is my one of my first busy weekends. Right, right, right. And this is my core, this is my core crowd. Yeah. So I got I to gotta, I gotta feed them. I gotta Could go you imagine their- if we had a fucking mic? And I, exactly. <laughs> and so I, and I'm just like, and I'm sitting here like, I'm trying, so I'm like, I'm like totally empathizing with this man because right. I'm, I'm like, yo, you're out here in America, fucking, you got a sixteen stream. This is hot shit. This place is full of people. Good yeah. for you. Also, um, I put paid ads into a mic that's supposed to start in twenty minutes, and I have yeah. a bunch of comics looking at me through that window. Right. <laughs> and so I'm just like, can I? When when are we still gonna start at six? And he's like, ah, probably seven. I'm like, well, okay, this is not gonna work. Right. And I was like, fuck. And so I go explain that, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, can we like? I'm like, how about six thirty? Yeah. And I go back to him, and he's like, he looks at the clock. It's five thirty. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then I'm just kind of realizing in the room, I'm like, I don't want to ruin these people's nights. Yeah. With jokes. Yeah, because they were they. I mean, you know, they were definitely not about it. Like they, they, they you know. And so yeah, and so th- and knowing that. Nobody's set that night was going to top the life of Bob Marley. I know. Can you imagine following the life of Bob They're Marley? The, the Jamaican national anthem over like 80s. Remix. I know. Beautiful shit. <clears throat> And and they're dancing and they're like hit the DJs pausing the music and the whatever it's a good night you know, yeah everyone's, everyone's had good vibes and so and this is also <laughs> like our communication is quick texts and mm-hmm. then like him running food like I'm just trying to grab his ear and I'm like yo do you just want to cancel comedy yeah like that's why I literally went up so I'm like do you just want to cancel and and he's just like if you want to go go and he's and because he, he's, yeah, he's the, rush hour right 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 right, right and I'm like okay. And that's why I like I I didn't have a lot of and so I texted him. I, it looks like we're not going to be a good fit. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Luck to you in your restaurant. I didn't put any any, any emotion in there because I, I I'm like I don't think I'm going to feel bad about this tomorrow. Right. Exactly. And and then and then then he texted us saying he texted me today saying like I'm sorry I was in over my head last night. Yeah. Rush hour. Blah blah. blah. And I'm like yeah I get all that and stuff like that. And then he's like. Um, 
and then he asked how much money we invested in last night. And so it sounds like he wants to pay us. So that's ultimately what it is, 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 a, is a young guy. I think this might be his first restaurant. Right. Um, and and then it, it's like opening week or opening weekend. It's like it's like. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah. I mean, it was too it's much like, all at like once. It's like Megan DePonso trying to stop a, a Bills game. Right, for, right. Or a Bills playoff game. At, for open my comedy, like that's really what. That's, like, yeah, literally what it was. Yeah. It was like uh, Woodstock '99. Yeah, <laughs> too right. much going on. Too much going. Too on. much going on. I mean, Astro there's fires World. everywhere. Yeah. Um, Dmx wasn't meant to perform that for many people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's that is, I think, yeah, how that how it went. But yeah, you so. know, it's cool. I, I I told Jeff it's cool that we're at a point where we can. Uh, and I think everyone really, every comedy producer should say no to things. Like if it's not working right. out or whatever, it's like don't try to force it. Yeah, I mean, and and also, uh, you know, I think that could have been avoided had I been doing a little less with my life at the moment. Uh, also, just because I would have probably been there a little more ahead of time, or a little more like making sure because I was doing all my job on my end. I like posted in all the groups, put all the ads, yeah. up, blah, blah 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 blah. Felt good about that, but I really wasn't like there and stuff. And that's just because we're busy, and you know, yeah. and that's also why I didn't feel bad about it. Like you just said, because I'm like, my, you know, my career is gonna. It's who happening. cares? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just an open mic. Yeah, you know. And how can how can I respond to this? Well, just be professional. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah. And that's why I post in the group. Everyone's like, "What happened?" Spill, spill, spill. I'm like, and that's why. That's why I also wrote in the group. I'm like, if an opportunity to produce comedy at Penthouse presents itself, I didn't say fuck them forever. Never right, work exactly. Because I really don't believe that. And I just said, DM me. I'll be happy to talk about my side of things. Yeah, and that's what. And you know, this which is what this podcast and now whatever. But uh, you know, I'm I'm like I'm hearing the guy and, and like. So, like, we were going to have a mic last night, but the next week, Super Bowl Sunday, and then the next week, you know, next week I'm out of town, and then I'm there, and then I'm out of town again. So, it's just like, uh, maybe we do something in March after he's got his restaurant legs under him. And, right. And he knows what he, you know, and, and then is ready for comedy. Maybe this does happen down the road. So, but yeah. it was really cool. I like, I'm, I walked, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm better equipped to produce in the going forward than I was yesterday morning, having had that day of experience, the phone call with Ryan. Feeling good about that, like right. making sure we communicated, and then him being a homie, and then going into there having that context, and also but then not overreacting based on what happened. Right, that's what's so great about uh, like business and, and comedy production is that it's like a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like if you go in and you don't expect anything and and whatever, yeah. um, you know. Uh, you just you, you know your worth and it makes it easier to to ask what you want in the future yeah and you're less nervous producing because if you're like hey if this goes to shit who cares right. like i'll just end it yeah. you know i'll just end it yeah and i don't know if it'll ever work out there because Corey stevens walked out he's like thank god that mic didn't work dollars <laughs> for a heineken <laughs> i know he yelled that 25 percent off still 750 for a heineken <laughs> And then he go and he went car car car, and then he flew away <laughs> into his big big old nap <coughs> on the top of the um, field. Yeah, anyway, Comedy, baby, that that's that's been a good podcast, right? Absolutely. Spilled some tea, talked about people dying. Right, um, right in time to go make Rover. Oh, Rover! Yeah, I'm down. Do you guys want to end with the uh, Jamaican national anthem? Absolutely. Yeah, we should. That would be great. <laughs> I got familiar with it yesterday. It's in my head. <laughs> it's coming, apparently. I hope, well, there, I hope well. there's a paid ad for, <laughs> for Damon's open mic. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, this is Sounds beautiful. like it was made in the 80s. This is, an English, this is the English version. National Jamaica, Jamaica, we love the land. Yeah. So they yesterday they did a this like this these lyrics, the in and and not in white. Not in English. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Is Jamaican the language? Yeah, English is the official Jamaican language. Oh, is it? Yeah, I just looked it up because I was almost positive that that was true. Oh, it is actually. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, it was... Uh, it's a different it was, language? Not a white person singing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, interesting. Um, <laughs> but it was also over the song... <laughs> No, I mean like that. That's that's clearly more like an English, like an yeah. English oh yeah, yeah, an English guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but it was over the song "Forever Young." <laughs> They're singing the Jamaican national anthem over forever over the young, instrumental Jamaica "Forever Young." Jamaica land, you know, like, that, like it was fucking sick. <laughs> and I'm just I'm thinking up there like, it, yeah, this I'm is the American my, dream, baby. All of a sudden, yeah, I got like, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I have, yeah, because at some point last night I was thinking, well, Austin, I want you to be more on my side right now and kind of encourage me to go through with this night. But Austin's just like, let's fucking bail, dude. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. People having a good time and you're going to have Jason, you have all these fucking open micers coming up and saying their jokes. He was pretty pissed. I was like surprised he came up here. He's like, I don't want no fucking part of this, dude. Yeah. And I was like, well, and at at the time I was like, you're kind of overreacting. But as I walked in and I started looking around, I was like. He's right. He's right. He's right. He's yeah. Right. Well, rip Bob Marley. Rip Bob right, Marley. Right, peace, Bob Marley. Follow Dead Room Comedy. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Thank All you, right. Evan. Dessert podcast. Woo! <laughs>